Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Episode 14 of the Authenticated Podcast from Lionel Racing is live, and we actually are, well, we're not live, but you will be hearing this within mere minutes of the drop of the checkered flag in the Daytona 500, and you are hearing it right from Daytona Beach. That's right, Lionel Racing made the trip down to Daytona for the Daytona 500 weekend and what a fantastic weekend of racing it has been and uh, we're kind of live reacting to the Daytona 500 and all the action that happened uh, on this episode of Authenticated. Uh, Welcome everyone to the show. I am Matt Kenfield uh, joining you as always on this show and uh, happy to be joined by by a great team. Uh, Some of our team has kind of gone their separate ways and back home uh, already after the race but uh, those of us who remain in Daytona uh, include Michelle Fannin. Michelle, thank you as always for joining the show and uh, it's it's been great just to be in Daytona, isn't it? It was a blast today and this week and especially today to see all the fans at Daytona. It was packed. I mean, yeah. it was like wall-to-wall people and uh, it was a lot of fun for us as a team to be back at the track together and uh, just to see the drivers and all the people that we're used to seeing at the track every day. So fun to be here and lots to talk about on the podcast tonight. For sure. And uh, if there's one person who enjoyed being in Daytona the most, it's probably our very own Mr. RCCA, Thomas Dubois. And uh, Thomas, I know how much this race means to you. You've been coming here for a long time. And uh, I think you set the record this week of the most times. Like, it's so great to be back at the racetrack, right? I probably did say that. I mean, it's been since 2007 since I've been here. So... Excited to be back. I think um, we were in, we were all on uh, pit road, and we were talking about how great it was to be on pit road, and even looking in the stands and seeing the amount of people in the stands, even at noon today. Yeah, three hours before the race, a lot of people already in there. The the uh, in their seats, even track, the souvenir haulers were packed. That's the truth. Man, it was so many people and warm weather, sun, oh, palm trees. It's the place to be. No better place in Daytona 500, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I don't great think to be back. I don't think the Chamber of Commerce here in Volusia County could have asked for a better weekend. It got a little chilly as it, you know, as the sun goes down the last couple of days, but uh, I'll, I'll take it's, that all day long. It's Florida chilly, though. That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, those of us, those of you that are listening from Indiana, Ohio, or Northeast or something like that uh, are probably thinking, yeah, your 50s pretty, pretty warm, but uh want to welcome a rookie to the Authenticated Woo-hoo! Podcast, John Strizzi from Lionel Racing Sales Department, and, uh, you know... You are you're a big dog around here, John. You you know many people and shook many hands uh, through the course of the weekend. And I think the overwhelming uh, um, you know consensus was just how good it is to kind of do business you know face to face again because we do a lot of stuff through email and phones. And uh, here we are at the racetrack. We're actually putting names to faces and uh, you know kind of 
looking at the future of Lionel Racing uh, face-to-face with a lot of these teams and sponsors. Absolutely, absolutely. It's been two years since basically we've been at track. Um, great to see people. Great to see new people. As Thomas said, 70 degrees, sunny, beautiful, true palm trees at the track. It, not the palm trees on the ground. Uh, that's right. Not the, not <laughs> Sago the palms don't count. That's right. Real palm trees up in the air. Real yes. palm trees. Coconuts. Oh, coconuts. Exactly. Yeah. It was great to see everybody. As everybody said, it was packed. Souvenir trailers had lines. Uh, you were, you were, lines you were with those teams. You were signing deals with those teams, making big so deals, new like diecasts. He's the right? politicking dude in the garage. Like, oh, there's so-and-so. I got to go say hey. So, he's like, yeah. kissing babies, yeah. shaking hands. He really, he's, yeah. he's the mayor of NASCAR. He really is. I mean, everybody. <laughs> if you don't know John, you don't know anybody because he he's the big dog. We're going to have about five or six new teams, oh. paint teams coming up in the pipeline here in two weeks. So it'll be great right. to see those new teams being unveiled yeah absolutely and uh you know for for those of you who are getting your first introduction to to john through our podcast john uh basically uh brokers deals with a lot of these race teams meets with the race teams to uh put together different uh paint scheme programs and you know being able to kind of work with our production department and making sure that the goals for the race teams are met and things like that uh with those die casts that you get so uh uh it's i know he he has a great uh a great position and uh you enjoy what you do and you, and that comes across john absolutely it's a lot of fun i mean we worry about paint schemes on a car how, how much better than can that be yeah i mean we uh we make dreams come true right we make die cast dreams come true that's what we do and uh speaking of dreams come true austin Sindrick picking up the win in the daytona 500 uh if you had that on your bingo card for this race you're a liar winner, because winner. yeah winner winner chicken yeah. dinner right, right. um <laughs> but uh what a great race for him, uh, a rookie, uh, just a handful of starts last year. And uh, undoubtedly, guys, he had a, some big shoes to fill going into that two car. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, might think that because of his name and because his dad, Tim, is a GM over at Team Penske, that, uh, you know, things were kind of handed to him. But, hey, you still got to be able to drive a race car. He proved that in the Xfinity Series, proved that today yeah. with the victory yeah, in the Daytona 500. A, yeah, he showed a lot of promise in the Xfinity Series. And so, you know, he had a lot of talent, but man, to come out of the gate and win the Daytona 500. And sure, a lot had to go his way. A lot happened on that last lap, and it was really close with Bubba Wallace. But holy crap, exactly. I don't think any of us expected him to win that race. And doing it on Roger Penske's birthday. How, yeah. how much yeah. better is that? I mean, the Fords were strong all weekend, but... Austin Sindic pull out a win in the right. 500. Yeah, and to do it, he not only kind of threw a block on on a teammate, Ryan Blaney, yeah. to uh, on the last lap coming to the checkered flag, and had he not done that, uh, I think Blaney would be the one celebrating, and we'd be making that race win diecast yep. instead of uh, Austin Sindrick's. But he also had to hold off a hard-charging Bubba Wallace, as Michelle just said, but... Uh, uh, I think maybe 10 laps to go or so, uh, I said it to our group as we were watching the race, I was like, I can promise you that driver in the six car that used to drive the two car, Brad Kozlowski, I don't think Cindric wanted to see Brad, the, you know, the guy who used to drive that car win that race, and I don't think Brad wanted to see the new guy in the two car win that race, and sure enough, it was the new guy in the two car that won. So, uh, you know... Uh, a re- really interesting race the way it all played out and so many big names getting taken out in wrecks uh you know the the chevy brigade the hendrick cars all had problems through the course of the race and i don't think any of us saw that one coming did we not at all i mean <clears throat> a lot of teams lost uh wheels on the car i mean how crazy is that i think we're going to continue to see all year long just changes 
things that's going to happen that they're going to learn. But yeah, the wheels, the wheels loot going off on the cars and, and, and just the wrecks that took out some big names early on. Denny Hamlin, past winner, yeah. thought that was at one. I mean, even as you'd mentioned, Austin Cindric, who would have picked him? Even on our little contest on our forum, one person out of all the people who picked picks, picked Cindric. So. How, many, how many picks were on there on Lionel Racing's forum? Uh, I think there's like maybe 10 per page and nine. So close to 100 picks right. and one Cindric. You know, it's just small for the forum, but, you know, still out of 100, one person, I think, picked Cindric. So that was, I would not have pick that yeah. but hey not to say anything against him i was just shocking you know first win you know it kind of brings you back to almost like uh trevor bain right, right. trevor bain's right. first race rookie season comes yeah. out winning center did the same thing was just up front all day it wasn't a fluke he was up there pushing right. with all those fords and just and he was there at the end but you know as you mentioned those blocks were really good good timely bubba was uh sure was upset uh, you could see it the dejectedness in his interview um right there so close so well, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Second time he finished second. But, you know, a second place finish at Daytona is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, yep. look at all those guys who didn't even survive it. Well, and it kind of shows you where Bubba has come from in his Cup Series career. Because what was it? 2018, maybe something like that when he finished second in tears. I mean, yeah. he, he just so emotional finishing second, which is an accomplishment. You know, he was very young in his Cup Series career at that point. Uh, and finishing second is nothing to sneeze at. But now he's won a race. He's finished second a few times and things like that. And and it, yeah. it, it shows where you are in your career when you can be ticked off about finishing right. second. It's true. That's very true. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and Bubba was kind of doing it all by himself on the Toyota side because uh, a lot of his teammates, uh, you know, Kurt Busch had trouble with 2311 racing, but even some of the Joe Gibbs racing teammates or the Toyota teammates at least uh, uh, all f- met misfortune. And uh, poor Ricky Stenhouse. You know, towards the end there, he's in the lead, but we all knew he was a sitting duck right we, we there. Were, we were calling that the whole time. Unfortunately, we're like, that's not where he wants to be right now. Not right. with all those forwards behind him and those teammates. Right. And, and you know, that's where being a one-car team like the JTG team is kind of was, you know, tough. They were a two-car team before. Who, who Who's to say if, you know, that a second car from JTG had been up there with him to at least have two Chevrolets, you know, teammates, like a lot of the Penske cars were teamed up and the RFK cars were teamed up a lot through the course of the day. Um, you know, what could have happened for Ricky Stenhouse, but he certainly needed help. I think Ty Dillon was the next closest one, and he was about 11th most of that time, you know what I mean? Right. So it, it was tough for the Chevrolets for sure. Um, but uh, I, I think... I don't know. I, I want to, you know, ask around the room, but Austin Sindrick, uh, again, I kind of mentioned earlier that because his dad and Roger Penske are, you know, two peas in a pod there over at Team Penske. So, a lot, you know, a lot of people give him, you know, kind of the silver spoon treatment, right? Like, you know, he's kind of got everything laid out for him. Has he proven that he is a commodity in the Cup Series at this point? Uh, you know, even just one win, one race. Uh, I know he ran a couple last year, but, uh, you know, is he kind of, are we seeing him as the future of that race team now? I think so, absolutely. I mean, they have great equipment over there, obviously, um, and he's proving it by putting that car out front, winning races. Obviously, Xfinity, he did very well. Um, came up, uh, what, a couple of feet short in November for winning the championship. And, you know, obviously he's ran cup races before, but for his rookie year this year, starting off the gate with a win is big. Yeah, I agree. And I think if he continues to do well as we go to different tracks, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, what John said is well-founded for it, sure. He's a good road course racer too. Yep. So definitely gotcha. when we get yeah. to those races, uh, you know, maybe pe- that's where 
those opportunities to go to victory lane could have come uh, had he not won Daytona. Those would be, uh, you know, high on the priority list for him uh, to maybe do that. But the race win diecast is available for order right now. If you go to lionelracing.com, you can order that. And Thomas, uh, it's not just diecast that we've got for for uh, sale right now. Which the diecast we've got a the ARC Elite, a color chrome uh, ARC car, as well as a '64 scale. So we're running the gamut of cars there. But uh, we I know you got some other stuff too. Right. We even offered all the special finishes: color chrome, liquid color, raw, galaxy color flash coat color so all those are out there for that car so you want to visit lionelracing.com uh, next week definitely call the call center if you uh, don't feel comfortable ordering online one of the friendly agents will always help you as always uh, we have a t-shirt um, online that we put up today as well um, that we're ordering uh, from one of the t-shirt suppliers to uh, you know let it be a one-stop shop for you get your die cast get your t-shirt but Look at you. Yeah. Yep. Lionelracing.com Lionel or make sure uh, if you wait till Monday morning starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 1 800 952 0708 to order your Austin Cindric Daytona 500 race win diecast and more. Saturday night under the lights at Daytona International Speedway, the NASCAR Xfinity Series kicked off their 2022 season with Austin Hill taking the victory in probably my favorite race name all season, the Beef. It's what's for dinner, 300. Yes, hard stop on all those. It was Beef, period. It's what's for dinner, period, 300. Kind of awkward. Yeah, a little bit. It's against everything that we've ever learned in grammar school. True. But, uh, it, hey, it's, it's a great race name, great weight race win for Austin Hill in his debut for Richard Childress Racing, the 21 United Rental Chevrolet. Uh, boy, was there some fireworks at the end of that race, huh? With uh, cars flipping, our birds' heads are falling off, all that stuff was going on there on the last lap. That was terrifying, yeah, actually. Yeah. Really? Back, back fence falling in, Bubba, Jordan hanging out. Yeah. Up front and center. There was a lot going on, it was quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. great to see everybody able to get out of the cars and right very soon absolutely yeah i mean watching uh watching that wreck we, we've seen some big wrecks at daytona where cars just get demolished over the years i think a jeffrey bodine in the truck series gosh probably 25 years ago now uh kyle larson in the xfinity series race probably about 10 years ago or so uh, austin dillon um you know high speeds high danger that kind of thing can happen. Very good to see Myatt Snyder walk away um, from that wreck. And, uh, you know, tougher the Jordan Anderson racing team, uh, you know, after they didn't qualify for the truck series race the day before. And now they like, you can't even throw that. I don't think you can even scrap metal that thing. That yeah. thing is so torn up. Called Dale Jr. Yeah, that's, that is definitely a race car graveyard type uh, of machine there. So very, very happy to see Myatt Snyder walk out of that uh ride and be able to tell the story um but uh uh such a great win for austin hill uh for so many years uh, championship contender in the truck series uh, multi multi-time winner in the truck series with hattori racing enterprises and uh making the venture into the xfinity series with rcr and uh again you know we we talked a little bit about austin Sindrick in the cup series race in the daytona 500 how he might be the future and and Austin Hill has been around the truck series for many years. He started with his own family team uh, probably five, six years ago now, and then went to Hattori and won a bunch of races. And yeah, again, RCR has put a strong product on the racetrack in the Xfinity series over the, uh, over the years. There's no doubt about it, but uh, I, I think, and I'll open this up to the floor, kind of like I asked you with Austin Sindrick, is Austin Hill a championship contender now in the Xfinity series that maybe he wasn't one of the big 
handful of half dozen guys that we thought would be the championship contender in the Xfinity series. I think he could be. I think um, RCR definitely thinks that he is. We talked to um, earlier today, Jen White, who's the licensing. Well, actually, she's the vice president of marketing now. She used to be the licensing director at RCR. And um, she said they at over at Richard Schultz Racing are super excited to see Austin Hill come out and win that race. And they're looking forward to more victories from him this season. And they certainly believe that he has that ability. So like you said, it's good to see RCR back in victory lane in the Xfinity series and um, kudos to Austin Hill for pulling that off. And, you know, back to Myatt Snyder's accident. I mean, the last time, you know, I just think about Ryan Newman's accident, too. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was the most recent big one where we thought, you know, he wasn't going to get out of that mm-hmm. car. So um, that accident last night was another big one, and there wasn't anything really left of that car, but the portion that he was in. Right. Yeah. Um, so NASCAR, and for all that they've done for the safety of these cars, even on the Xfinity side, is pretty incredible that he could... I mean, he's just a little bit injured on his leg, I think. I haven't heard the extent of his injuries other than his leg is hurt. But, gosh, it's incredible that he can get out so quickly. I mean, there was no engine. There was no rear suspension. No rear end, yeah. No, I mean, just the cockpit. Just was demolished. Yeah. And touching on what Thomas was just mentioning, uh, Bubba Wall or Michael Jordan rented out a, a big area on the backstretch of the racetrack where Myatt Snyder's wreck happened in the Xfinity Series race. And even part of the A-frame from Myatt Snyder's car get, became lodged in the grill of one of grill. MJ's yep. uh, RV grills. I mean, it's just unreal that that, that could happen. Um, and, and I got to say, you know, as selfishly, as, as I was on pit road for the pre-race of the Daytona 500, all I wanted to do after I got all, we all got our business done, we got our meetings done, we shook our hands, kissed our babies and stuff. All I wanted to do is get a glimpse of Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was disappointing. Dude never showed up pre-race. <laughs> like, and if he did, we missed him. <laughs> I mean, six foot six from North Carolina, Michael Jordan, right? Like, I don't think we'd miss him. But maybe, you, maybe. You, you, yeah. you never Never saw him. Yeah, I so. mean there there was other cool things. I mean, Ronald McDonald showed up. So as as a close second, Kid uh, Rock was there. Yeah, we we got a glimpse of Kid Rock and uh, Luke uh, Holmes. Michelle, what was that experience like? Because I saw your Instagram video. You were like second row, front yeah, and center we, of the Luke Holmes um, show. Yeah, we were down there. Um, we saw an official holding up a rope and letting people down toward the VIP area. VIP area, so we're like, well, okay, we'll walk down there. Right. It's pretty cool. He sounded pretty good live, actually, and the fans were loving it, that's for sure. Um, I've never heard him sing live before, never been to a mm-hmm. concert, and he was he was good. I mean, I've traveled with Michelle a lot, and she's <laughs> almost been injured chasing after some of the that famous so people. That is so true. <laughs> Gerard Butler once was like, I've seen her like running oh, wait, down no. pit no, road. No, 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 no. Diving and rolling, no. chasing after. That injury <laughs> happened when I got back from Daytona, and I made up a story I'm to make it sound more interesting. But I, I will say, you know, the Daytona 500 is, you know, it's the great American race, the pomp and circumstance and yeah. stuff. And I, I told a story uh, earlier to a, a group of people about how cool it was two years ago. Take politics aside, whoever you like as a president, who you don't. But to see Air Force One fly in down the mm-hmm. backstretch and, you know, just to, today, if you don't get goosebumps when the... You know, the Thunderbirds yeah, come flying over the racetrack. Cool. Yep. I mean, it, it, it's just an experience like no other. So if you've never been to the Daytona 500, uh, it's a bucket list thing. If you're a NASCAR fan, yeah, you know, there's there's lots of racetracks and events that are worth going to. 
go to the Daytona 500. This 100%. is this is not an advertised you know statement. We I've, I've received we have received zero money from Daytona International Speedway to say this, but buy tickets to next year's Daytona 500 if there's even any available. Yeah, uh, it's so cool to see a sellout crowd. We talked touched mm-hmm. on that earlier, but we me personally, I almost forgot what full crowds looked like. Yeah, right. Like I've never been. I haven't been around that, that many so people exciting. since Daytona 500 two years ago, pre-COVID. Right. Yeah, everything was so packed. I mean, I know we've talked about this, you know, but even just we'd mentioned the stands and all that, but even just being in the fan zone oh, today, wow. the lines for the food and the drinks was just <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I haven't seen it's been a long time, and it, the but campground it was, was packed. Everything was packed. Yeah. They said campgrounds across the street that were sometimes half full or maybe even a quarter were full were just log jammed. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, the atmosphere was just awesome. And can we talk about our favorite Absolutely. part? Maybe was that day? Wendy's? The, that Wendy's set up a restaurant <laughs> in the infield and was giving away free Frosties free for a year. Yeah, shout out to Wendy's, right? And they We're had, not being paid for this either. And they had a golf cart drive-through. Yeah, how how great was that? A hot chicken sandwich with some hot honey, like mustard sauce. Yeah, a little hot for me. A little hot for I me. Was gonna say, but I'm a little bit of a wuss when it comes were, to hot foods. But you I, were I, crying I, and calling for mama <laughs> and all that stuff. That's right. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, again, not getting any monetary reimbursement from the Wendy's folks, but if you're going to give away chicken sandwiches, French fries, and Frosties, I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. tell me where. So hands down, where. the second the second winner of the Daytona 500 we're saying was the Wendy's drive-thru. Yes, well, absolutely. and from a business side, <laughs> to see Wendy's activate that way at Daytona, they've not done that before that mm-hmm. I can remember. And for them to put up a temporary restaurant in the infield at the Daytona 500. It, have we mentioned it was free? I mean, <laughs> free. free. Yes. Like we didn't, yeah. it was a drive through but I don't, if you're yeah. listening, they we, handed oh, you free oh, meals. Free. We just drove up and got free frosties they and meals and They had tables free. set up outside that were stacked on top of race tires. Right. I mean, yeah. they, they went all in. Yeah. Uh, that, just, that added to the experience for the Daytona. And it wasn't yeah. just for, you know, us with being an official diecast in NASCAR. It was for Joe Race fan could exactly. walk up and get free chicken exactly. sandwiches and Frosties, yeah. too. So, I mean, that uh, uh, but the overwhelming takeaway that I saw, not if, if, just not talking about the stuff on the racetrack. But the amount of people, uh, I know we touched on it earlier, but uh, at the souvenir haulers uh, outside the racetrack, obviously we are in tune, um, you know, all of us in this room speaking um, have great relationships great relationships with the trackside folks as well as our Joel Lapsley who is uh, um, very in tune with what goes on uh, on the uh, trackside sales and the amount of people buying die cast t-shirts, hats, koozies, keychains, trinkets, whatever it is, people were out there. Right, and not just at one hauler, not just at the right. HMS hauler. They were at the Joe Gibbs Racing hauler, the Stuart Haas. I mean, that every one, and yep. at the pit shop, too. I mean, we yeah. were in the pit shop earlier in the week, and they have been extremely busy all week long as well. So I think that just speaks to the momentum and the excitement industry-wide. I mean, it's yep. just so exciting to see that coming out of the clash and the great weekend that NASCAR had there in L.A., it's continuing, and I think this weekend has just been so good for the sport as a whole. Yeah, you mentioned the pit shop. All I'll say, I'll plant a seed to stay tuned over the course of the spring and summer because there could be some opportunities to, for a really cool experience at the Daytona Pit Shop Absolutely. in the August race. That's that's all I'll say about it right now. Is that a fair thing to say there, John? That's a very fair. Okay, just fair and Saturday, true. Yes, during the race, stay tuned because the there will be a really cool opportunity. It's something that a lot of race fans don't get to experience. 
at the August race at Daytona. We'll leave it at that. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Um, but uh, going back to uh, the great things, we actually talked with uh, Brock with E2 Apparel, and uh, they maintain uh, a number of those souvenir rigs. And uh, he's actually going to be a guest uh, down the road of the Authenticated Podcast. Uh, we talked to him uh, just about the Los Angeles race and how how great of a weekend it was out there for the entire industry. Not just saying because he was selling product, but just how great that was uh, with the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum in Los Angeles a few weeks back. And uh, that momentum certainly carrying through Daytona and uh, hopefully at Auto Club Speedway coming up this coming weekend, uh, that momentum will continue to snowball uh, in a positive direction. But uh, going back to what was on the racetrack, though, of course, we talked about Austin Hill winning the Xfinity Series race and uh, that race win diecast as well. Available now at LionelRacing.com and calling our call center beginning on Monday morning at 9 a.m. 1-800-952-0708. Definitely want to get a hold of that. Uh, Anytime you get a first time winner in a series. Uh, die cast and uh, two out of three uh, were first time winners uh, this year and the third one was Zane Smith his fourth career Camping World Truck Series win uh, again in dramatic fashion and uh, uh, with the Front Row Motorsports team going to victory lane for the second time in, in, in two years at Daytona of course Michael McDowell winning the cup race last year and now Zane Smith taking that Love's Travel Stops yellow car or truck to victory lane at uh at Daytona was a really cool accomplishment. And, you know, Front Row Motorsports, we don't, you know, they're not one of the big three or four teams necessarily. You think of HMS and JGR and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, Stuart Haas. But, uh, hey, they went to victory lane two out of the, you know, the last two years. That's pretty impressive for that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Daytona 500 loves travel stop win. Truck Series love, loves travel stop win. Front Row Motorsports. Great company. Jerry Freeze, their general manager, one of the great guys in NASCAR. Um, we're sending out the sales sheets to Love's Travel Stop. Hopefully we can get something going with them this year as we did last year. We had a uh, 164th counter display in about 218 of their stores. In fact, uh-huh. they're probably in there right now. It's the race version, Daytona 500 win 164. So if you're around a Love's Travel Stop, hop on in and see if there's one on the counter. Stop, fill up, fill up your pockets, right? Yep. With diecast, with diecast, with die-cast yes. yes, diecast. Yeah. Fuel of up your car. Fuel up your car. Fill up yep. your pockets with diecast. Yeah, we, we yeah. Know, yeah. we're picking up what you're putting down, yeah. Yeah. Thomas. We're we're with you there. Uh, it's coming all together. Yes. That's right. That's right. Uh, all three race win diecasts from Lionel Racing uh, again available one 708 or lionelracing.com or other uh, other authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers and uh, we. We had a great time here at Daytona, and, you know, we, we did have a lot of fun. We we got to talk to a lot of people, but ultimately all four of us in this room right now are race fans. And my big takeaway is that there's a lot of new in the Cup Series, you know, with the next-gen car, and there's still a few bugs with those cars. You know, we saw some wheel issues today, and, you know, uh, RFK and Team Penske had a wheel issue earlier in the week. Wheels were confiscated, and, you know, to be determined what, if anything, comes of that. But I'm impressed with this new car. Uh, I can't say it any simpler than that. I had my skepticism about it, you know, especially supply chain issues and, you know, whether there's even going to be enough cars to run the Daytona 500. But um, all three series sent cars home. Uh, The Cup Series, I'm impressed. Uh, The cars, I wasn't a big fan. I'll say it. Uh, 
Matt Canfield was not a fan of the numbers me move forward in the, in the larger sponsor placement. I just wasn't. I'm a NASCAR purist, like so many people that are listening probably are. They felt the same way. We see it on social media. I'm sold. Like, the cars will just look good on the racetrack. They look good. I don't know what you guys thought, but I, I, I'm in. I'm all in on this car. Yeah, like, I think the the bodies look really, you know, like the cars on, on, the, uh, you know, on the road today. They're aggressive looking. You know, again, a, a lot of people are against the numbers up front. You know, again, purist i was as well but i'm for whatever moves the sport for whatever helps whatever keeps sponsors in the sport whatever keeps if if that's what it's about if that's what's helping some of the sport move forward let's move forward you know change is change i mean let's go it's nascar i don't care as long as we're i always tell people as long as there's cars on track and we're running turning left good let's go and here's why (laughs) even if i end up being right wrong if i agree disagree whatever here's why i know things are going in the right direction I walked up and down pit road pre-race today. There was more diversity than I've seen on pit road Absolutely. in a NASCAR race. Yep. I saw more kids on pit road than I've seen in a long time at a Absolutely. NASCAR race. That's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a win for NASCAR. Yeah, it's a win for everybody. It's a win for us as an industry, for for the drivers, the teams, you know, a win for the fans because, uh, you know, like you said, whatever's new or exciting, it doesn't matter. You know, this this is the future of our sport. We need everybody to be all in on this and it it just from what i saw on pit road today i think we're going in the right direction there absolutely i think i think to me one of the biggest things that was different from being at the races obviously two years ago is the sound on the engines yeah it it was a more throaty sound to it they sound like muscle cars now yeah yeah well sure you actually talk to the teams directly i mean more than Probably the three of us, maybe Michelle, since she's VP of marketing, but you actually meet with the teams and stuff like that. Well, I mean, what are they actually saying? Share with the fans. What are they actually saying about the the cars, the, the, the just in general? What are they saying? Well, a couple of angles. Um, obviously, um, it's easier to put together. They order the pieces. It's uh, The thing that they're learning is there's a sequential way you have to build the car now. It's not like it was before, building the panels and so forth, running the engine. It's a lot tighter. It's a lot uh, more precision involved. So number one is how they build them. Number two is um, the way that the cars, uh, how can I politically put this correct? The pieces are coming in is like what we have. We have issues with um, getting stuff from overseas. They're having issues as well. Now, NASCAR has said that everybody... It has enough pieces right now, but if something gets holed up, does that yeah, hinder them? I, and I was kind of yeah. wondering about that today with all of the crashes that took place. Is that going to impact, you know, cars going to mm. California? I don't know. That remains to be seen. I mean, when we were at the NASCAR Fuel for Business meeting Thursday, which is a meeting that NASCAR has with their official partners in the sport um, preseason before Daytona, they have a preseason kickoff launch. Um, Steve Phelps and Steve O'Donnell spoke and they said that's not going to be an issue that, you know, teams are going to have enough parts and pieces for everybody, even though the teams had um, said on social media and to some reporters that they were concerned. So, you know, after a lot of the wrecks that happened today, Mm -hmm. the thought crossed my mind like, oh, you know, I know some of those teams only have three cars and some of them don't have very many. And some of those crew chiefs have said publicly, we don't have enough parts and pieces. We don't have enough cars ready. So in the back of my mind was, how is it going to impact them in the next couple of weeks as they're getting ready for additional races? Because they don't set up cars for different races anymore. Like it's the same car for every single race. There's no different setups anymore is my understanding of it. So. 
Um, I think that's a difference, a big difference in how, you know, they used to build the cars prior to the next gen car. Yeah. And the last thing that I've seen talking to the teams is um, obviously they want to fill up the cars with sponsors all year long. It seems to me that there's a lot of um, filled up paint schemes for yes. every race week. That's great. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. so you're actually hearing from the teams yeah. now, more more races are sold out than what they've had in the, even in the past, which is great news, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, and there's been one or two teams that have told us that they don't have room on their cars Correct. for the sponsors and brands that are coming to them that want to be on the cars. That's amazing. That's which that is yeah. not a message that we would get prior, you know, a couple of years prior. Yeah. I mean, that that's a unique position for race teams to be in, Yeah. which is awesome. Absolutely. All good stuff going on in the world of NASCAR for sure. And uh, a great race weekend at Daytona. We can't say it enough. It was a lot of fun being at the racetrack and seeing so many passionate race fans uh, there. And, and hopefully fans have had a chance on our social media accounts to see some of the uh, first looks at over the last few days at some prototype diecast 124 scale cars. And uh, we, we got some uh, cool shots of the diecast next to the real life version uh, today, which was a lot of fun to be able to capture. And uh, we also gave a good look at the first 164 scale next gen diecast uh, from our star race driver, Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I look good on film, just not behind the wheel. Driver X, because we we showed him in the fire suit, and I'm going to say it, Thomas. Go ahead. You are fit. You're 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 a runner. You do everything, but you are not Noah Gregson fit because that fire suit was Noah's from back in 2020, and he is smaller Um, than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legs on only. Legs right. on, and I looked. Pro- I looked professional when you put the legs on only and tie it around the waist. Right. Yeah. You know, there was parts of your body that were screaming. Yes. You put trying to put all that stuff on. It was not a good time. It was not going over the shoulders. No. no let's just put it that way. But uh, <laughs> you know, the, the 164 scale diecast. Just looking at uh, some of the comments and feedback on it, and uh, a lot of good, a lot of good responses, and I uh, hope that the fans really appreciate uh, how good those cars look because, uh, again. You fans, you know, yes, we all have our roles here with Lionel Racing and what we do, but um, Thomas had an event for RCCA members uh, over at One Daytona across the, track from the st- uh, across the street from the track on Friday night and said something that, you know, resonated with that group that every single one of us truly cares about these diecasts. You know, there's not a single day where we just aren't putting our, yeah, I'll say a blood, sweat, and tears into making sure that these cars are what you fans want them to be, right? And, you know, we painstakingly almost went through the entire grid today, taking pictures, noting things on the real-life cars that, you know, we can either adapt into our diecast or that already are adapted into our diecast and making sure that they're right. Yeah. That, you know, that was a lot of our goals in coming down here because that was the first time we got to see 40-plus of these cars we can see one every once in a while at the racetrack or at the race shop or something like that but this is the first time we get to see them all and we noted a lot of different things and we're we've got a laundry list of things you know the the things that need to get worked on and the things that are spot on and that's what we do yep. right right yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i was about to say you know at the end of the day we're still on a race in the diecast company and that was one thing i really want to talk about like 
you got to realize even the work Matt put in today. 100%. Like Matt was laying on pit row today. <laughs> I wanted to take I, a photo and put it on our company Instagram. He I wouldn't ruined me. a $70 <laughs> pair of Under Armour pants. So. Right. Under laying Armour, on pit road. I need a new pair of pants. <laughs> yeah. Laying on pit road to get a good shot to show the really the details. But that's how much work goes into it from Michelle and Matt and getting all this stuff together. And it, it's a lot of work involved. And I... And I really hope the folks of the diecast community listen to this podcast because it's, there's so much more to it than can you get that done in a week knowing the answer. We, we, you got to check with the teams. you got to check with NASCAR. We're being told the wheels are black. We're being told they're gray. We look at the tra- – today they're to gray. We've got to figure – Yeah, we go today, they're, they're not. So I know – and, you know, people will take photos of it on track, but it looks different in person than yeah. a picture. Yes. You know, we get called out about that a lot. Like we've been told Richard Petty's STP looks this different color. Oh, it, you know, it looks this orange. Well, that's a photo. You know what I mean? Right. But when you go to the track, yeah, there's gray. There was gray today. There was black. There was chrome. Right. Now, how are we going to replicate that? There's a lot of things we're going to have to look and see, but there's going to be some cars already in production. So, you know, I, I just really hope to understand. We we understand. We have to get it right. But at the same time, it's dealing with the teams, dealing with NASCAR, getting it right, dealing with, you know, getting it through the factory and all these changes. Right. While cars are having to ship because they've got to right. get to the track for the teams for the year to go. But... However, Matt's laying on the ground <laughs> at Bent Road. And he took pictures of every <laughs> single at, car on the grid. Right. Getting yelled at yeah. by NASCAR. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The NASCAR officials was, weren't really happy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Get away from the car. <laughs> Thankfully, I, I, I... But he's I, a smooth talker. But he's like, yes, I still got the shot. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's really what it comes down. Just get the shot, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's lots of different ways that we will, uh, you know, make these cars as good as we possibly can and, and and that is our promise for sure so um really proud of the work that we all did uh, here at the racetrack we had a great team the four of us in this room michelle john thomas myself uh but also john bickford jr was down here as well as joel lapsley from our, our sales team uh michael kirch from our licensing team of course our ceo howard hitchcock was here earlier in the weekend as well so uh great team uh great team effort here at the racetrack and also want to give a shout out uh to our carlene she was back at home in charlotte doing uh the hey, hashtag hey lionel racing uh yellow flag gift giveaways uh throughout the course of the day today at the uh during the daytona 500 and uh she let me know just a little bit ago that we were the number three trending uh topic the hashtag hey lionel racing at one point during tonight's daytona 500 so you think of all the things going on in the world winter olympics and all that stuff when it comes to trending topics on twitter hashtag hey lionel racing was number three good job carlene that's awesome very proud of the work that she did and uh um you know, hope all the fans enjoyed uh, winning some free diecast. So when we get back to the office on Tuesday, I know Michelle and I and, and Carlene and, and a team of us will be packing up some diecast right. to send us some lucky winners. The shipping department will be thrilled. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So uh, great weekend here. Great weekend for uh, certainly uh, Austin Sindrick. Austin Hill and Zane Smith and uh, Corey Hine with the ARCA series as well. And uh, when we get back to the office, uh, I know there's a lot of ARCA fans. We will we'll at least uh, make some phone calls and some emails, see if there's a possibility of maybe offering a Corey Heim ARCA win. No guarantees or promises there. A lot of balls have to be in play for that, but uh, it will be something that we will at least uh, look into for sure. So uh, great weekend at Daytona. We really appreciate everybody joining us here on Authenticated here tonight. Uh, yes, tonight we are just, uh, what, about an hour after the checkered flag flew. We're, we're sitting here uh, recording it, uh, this show, and we will have a lot more coming up on future episodes of Authenticated. Uh, some really cool stuff that came out of this race weekend that we will be able to share with you down the road. But 
For now, on behalf of Michelle, John, and Thomas, I am Matt. We appreciate everyone tuning in to Lionel Racing's Authenticated Podcast, and we will see you down the road the next time we meet here on Authenticated. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.